0: Welcome to Hover Cars and Hard Problems, the podcast where we talk about difficult challenges in engineering and simulation. This episode is sponsored by Simulation World. Join us at Simulation World to see what's possible when determined and inspired minds have the confidence to close the gap between their world changing ideas and reality. Register today at simulationworld.com. I'm Josh, and we're still in Washington, D.C., but for this episode, Kurt and I are joined by a third host, Mary Kate Joyce. And as a guest today, we got Walt Hearn. Who is vice president of the America sales team at Ansys? Walt has powerful insight into many markets and segments, and we get to hear him talk about autonomy, the levels of autonomy, and of course, simulation. So stick around. Welcome to
1: DC, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. A lovely event. Get everybody together. First yeah. time having SKO in a while, so it's good to see everybody's faces and, and the camaraderie to have everybody together. Likewise.
2: Yeah, we. You know, I I flew in from SoCal, and I know you're from SoCal. And it's it's funny when I landed and I took the Uber out, I, one thing I one thing I noticed was there were no billboards in DC. And there's uh, really not a lot. No. So
3: weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah. in SoCal, take a guess how many billboards we got out there. Six. Yeah. Oh, you were talking to Walt. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're they're everywhere. <laughs> but, but I didn't yeah. I didn't notice that. But yeah. It was very perceptive yeah. of yourself. I was more commenting on the quality of the car. because oh. it was a a newer car and I was like, some of these brands back in the day who were coming out 20, 30 years ago uh, have come a long way. And I was like, the quality of this car is impressive. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was more mesmerized by. It's like, yeah. man, the engineering has come a long way, right? So. Because you so, had no billboards to look at. Yeah. So you're really I had no advertisements to sell me on, you know, milk or something. I don't know, right? Yeah. But, but there's like 158 billboards in Southern California. And so, you know, I was on the 4-5 freeway the other day. And what was pretty remarkable was here I'm sitting in traffic and I saw a guy driving his electric car and he was in the, he was in the driver's seat of course, but asleep. Right. And I looked at this guy and I was like, is this where we're going to? It's like, like this is my definition of autonomy. Like, when is this going to be mainstream when everybody has access to this? I mean, yeah. Isn't that crazy?
3: Sleeping it, on the 405 legally.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> legally, right? And getting yourself to work because nobody wants to send traffic. You
1: know,
3: you know yeah. how it is out there. Man. Yeah,
2: no, you, nobody wants to drive. You don't want your kids driving.
1: You want to be in an autonomous car. Yeah. I mean, when, you, when you're in downtown Pittsburgh now, I mean, you have all, all autonomous companies. You have Aurora, which is part of Uber, which you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You have active, Motional. Uh, Waymo, So in downtown picture, Pittsburgh, maybe an intersection, you see like four or five
2: autonomous cars. Doing a lot of travel. I'm sure you have two all over, like going to different big cities where they're testing all these different things. Like reality wise, when do you, when do you see this be more dominant, right? Do you feel yeah. like it's like today it's like 5% or 2% or is it, do you see it like in a year, like 50% or progression? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, when you, when the exciting thing is we see them
1: on, on the road, but the challenge is when you look at the levels of autonomy, there's level one all the way to level five, and what we're seeing in the cars that are actually used on the road, you're seeing level two, which is adaptive cruise control, um, you know, automatic adaptive braking. So we're still at the very beginning of the autonomous journey to get to all the way to the end where the car is fully driving itself and people can actually sleep. I mean, it's still several years out. There's so many challenges that have to be tackled from an engineering perspective. So we do have a little ways to go, but it's exciting to see the progress we're making. So my
3: dream is to get in the car with my kids. We go on road trips all the time because we've got friends that live in New York, New Jersey. So we are always traveling. Yeah. I would love to get in the car in the back seat, watch a movie, have a family fun day. Yeah. The kids can take a nap. We can have a snack. And then we arrive at our destination and I've never touched a steering wheel never touched a gas pedal. So you're telling me this dream won't happen because my kids will be teenagers before.
1: Well, the, the dream's going to happen. There's a, uh, there's a lot of smart people and a lot of great companies that are, that are working on it. Um, you know, answers a- answers is part of it. Um, but I do think it's several years out. I don't think it's a year away or two years away. I do think it's it's five plus before you're right. gonna be able to sit in the back. So
0: your your scale of you one to five, is that like an industry standard kind of thing that yeah, everybody yeah, put, yeah. agrees yeah, on? So, and yes, yeah, so that would be a, a five?
1: Yeah, the so MKs would be a five? Yeah, there's there's an industry standard through the levels of autonomy, level one all the way to the level five. Level five is eyes off, hands off, the car's basically driving itself. And so that's what Mary Kate was talking about, is kicking it in the back seat, the car driving itself. So it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit to get there we're going to see like you're seeing in cars today where they have like i said adaptive cruise control um automatic adaptive braking we're we're seeing that saving lives it's it's absolutely fantastic we're seeing full autonomous on where you can map out a road like a track where the car goes over the same road over and over and over because you can you can tackle all the variables Mm -hmm. but full autonomous with all of the variations
0: yeah unfortunately i think it's
3: so I, I think the, I
0: think your teenagers are older. Will probably still want to watch movies with you in the car, though. I think, I we'll, think it's they'll come be home different
3: kind of movies yeah. at that point. Yeah, it might be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's funny though. Like, break out the PG thirteen. Mom,
3: can you go in the front?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: like, I, and I, I understand Walt's point of view here, but like, I disagree because Hollywood has shown yeah. us that there are autonomous cars available. Yeah. They fly. Yeah. <laughs> they fly. Time Cop, in Time Cop, there was an autonomous car. It was live. We saw it, right? Yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. You can right? believe
3: everything you see on TV, right? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Exactly. It's all real. No, but it's, it's such a valid point, right? You look at um, evolution. You look at not only just, and we've, we're talking automotive, right? Yeah. Like, think about, like, other sources of transportation, like trains. I mean, with
1: is airplanes. Is there a, a right?
0: thing to do trains? Is there a, mo- a movement to put trains totally autonomous? Like,
1: yeah, sure. There's. there's a, I mean, when you look at it, everybody talks a lot about autonomous cars, but it's actually all modes of transportation that we're chasing. We're chasing autonomous boats, autonomous airplanes, autonomous trains, all the modes autonomy because all the sensors are being able to be used for all the different industries. And so it's not just being pushed in automotive; it's being pushed across all industries, which which is exciting.
3: So where do you want to be? You know, I want to be in the back seat on a road trip. Yeah. What is your autonomy highlight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want to be able to wake up in the morning, get in the car and the car, I can, you know, read the Wall Street Journal, I can answer emails, I can do my my work inside the car while it it drives me to customer meetings. I mean, that would be a a big leap forward for me. Mm -hmm. So much downtime driving the car.
2: Yep. It's, and you, you you look at it, right? It, I think the first thing that comes to mind as a parent, mm-hmm. um, as well as a family man, is safety. Mm. And I think even though these companies you mentioned are out there, Tesla being another one, right, yeah. that are doing things, if we hit that stage five, as you say, yeah. right, let's say in two more years, yep. is there, when do you feel there's going to be an adoption rate of, of people actually getting to these products, Right. Yeah. So I think by the time when the technology gets there, we're going to have full
1: adoption because like you said, the most important thing is safety and the lives that it's saving. So today when you buy a car, it has to have a backup camera. Just having that backup camera has saved millions of lives. Well, that's, that's level one autonomy. And so all of these cool features are going to save millions and millions of lives as we transgress or, you know, go all the way to, to level
2: five. So it's, it's, pretty cool. it's a great yeah. thing. Yeah. Great perspective though. Right. Like the the impact of a backup camera. Right. And so it was funny. Um, there was a football player that um, unfortunately um, one of their kids passed away because he reversed and he didn't have a backup camera. And so you hear these stories and you don't think about like simple things like this of how it affects safety. Right. It, it, I think I saw it more as a luxury mm-hmm. rather than a safety item. Yeah. Sensors, cameras. All these different things, right? As yeah, involved, so. and
0: all those different things create new things that you have to think of. Because on a winter day in Pennsylvania, and you get all your sensors covered in ice, and you've become reliant on this technology, what do you do to get over the same problem that you didn't you didn't even realize that, that you're ever going to be under these conditions? But now you have a quarter inch of ice on your back, backup sensor. What are you going to do about it? Right. So there's these new other problems that these things introduce as we go up to five. I think we're going to learn a lot of those. Mm-hmm.
3: I agree. I will say though, I've had backup cameras in my car since I moved back to Pittsburgh. I can only drive with backup cameras and with little beeps telling me if I'm shifting into the other lane. I got in a rental car a few weeks ago. I felt like I was in Fred Flintstone's car. (laughs) Did you have to run? It was horrible. (laughs) I felt like I had to run. I had to turn my head to see if other cars were coming. I am not accustomed to that type of driving anymore. I just can't do it.
2: Yeah. And do you feel like, I agree, right? And I think as we have progressed, right. I feel that that needs to be the standard of all the luxuries we need because like there's so many more distractions that mm-hmm. we have, right. You look at 20 years ago, right. All, there was no cell phones. There was none of these things that we had. To, you get in the car and you drive. Right. right? And so you got kids screaming, you got TVs you got to put on for them. You got like people texting you.
3: Work and, emails. Work coming emails, in. And it's,
2: and it's just, <laughs> it's just this thing of like how we all feel that we can multitask, but it's not safe to multitask. And like, I think bridging this gap, as you mentioned, to autonomy and get into stage five, I feel agree as fast as you can. Right. We'll just hopefully see safety numbers. Right. Um, so.
0: Very cool. So what level would it be of autonomy? If, if the car would come out and just sort of take care of me, like, make food yeah. and do all these other things, not just drive me places, but then just like general, like Rosie, maybe on the Jetsons. Yeah. I mean, they're getting there. I mean, that, that, that is in progress. I mean,
1: the, my wife just got a new car and, uh, the thing has seat massagers in it and heaters what? from your back. And it's not just massaging your back. It goes back and then into the bottom seat and, the seat heats up. I mean, full massage in these seats now. I mean, that's it's, pretty you know, cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I want to
0: awesome. get that. Yeah. And then at some point, it'll have an MRI and it'll be like, hey, your uh, left hamstring's too tight. Let me <laughs> just massage that for you.
2: <laughs> you know what's... So you bring up Rosie, right? Which just brought me back to 30 years ago. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> not to give away my age here. But like, I had Rosie deliver my food at a restaurant. I was, I was telling them about this. Where literally... I had a robot come over some form of autonomy, bring me my soup and waited for me to take it off because it's all censored and then went back. And like you look at this and you you look at the evolution of we we think of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if this is right, is that a form of autonomy or or where do you what do you classify as autonomy, right? Like you have automotive, which is a great example, Yeah, uh, transportation, but is that where it stops or do you think it goes into other uh, verticals? Yeah, it goes
1: into it goes into all verticals.
2: I mean, we were talking about the modes of
1: transportation, but then you you imagine uh, a lidar and a camera sensor that's on an autonomous car. That's now in a manufacturing plant monitoring the robots manufacturing products. So these sensors are being used through through all different industries. And so when we talk about autonomy for modes of transportation. It's also autonomy in manufacturing, autonomy in robots. So there's just a lot. There's just so many applications um, that are coming out of it.
3: So many cool things are out there right now. Well, you have your hands in just so much. You've got this really broad view of the industry. Obviously, we talked a lot about automotive and autonomy, but in general, what's the coolest thing that you think we're on the cusp of? Like what's next?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I think the coolest thing that's coming next is we want to live forever. I mean, this, this 80 year lifespan is just, it's just not long enough. You know, we need to live for 150, 200 years and when you're starting to see the cool stuff come out, I mean, they're working on Neuralink where they're going to start putting chips in our brain so we can be smarter, um, solve different health problems. I mean, the, you know, Elon Musk and his team are working on Neuralink. I mean, they, they totally changed the spaceflight industry and then, you know, can't even imagine what they're going to do to the health industry. It's just that's just one of the coolest things I see out there right now.
3: So we all need to update our four hundred one k contributions to live to (laughs) one (laughs) hundred and
0: fifty. Hold on, I'm getting a firmware update right now (laughs) in my brain.
3: It's like Black Mirror. Did anybody watch Black Mirror on Netflix Uh, uh, a couple years ago? No, but I've heard
2: great things about it, though. Yeah, Yeah, but it's it's very. I mean,
3: it's the 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 chips in the brains. It's contact lenses that you know automatically add people to your network. It's it's crazy. It's cool. A little scary. It's definitely cool. Yeah.
2: It's realistic though. Like you see technology, even you look at when Iron Man came out and just the flexibility of, of AI or, or VR, right? Like, we're now seeing a lot more of that as we, especially in this industry, right of engineering.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, on that track, we talked about health and then tying it into autonomy. Medtronic came out with a new product. It's called the Pill Cam. and it's this little pill that you swallow, and it goes down your intestinal track and it tracks and finds, you know, problem spots. And actually, the technology in it is kind of the same technology they're using in cameras of autonomous cars to identify people. And so it's just it's really cool technology like that's that amazing. that you're seeing.
0: Is that that's pretty awesome. That's
1: no, <laughs> no I want to swallow one of those. Nothing I uncomfortable. You just yeah. pop a pill. Yeah, you yeah. just you pop a pill. It's called the pill cam. Yeah. Is it is it uh, is it out there
0: yet? Or yeah, is it still
2: it's, Yeah, it's it's out on the market. Wow. Amazing. Like and you know, you you hear the cases of like for men, like you have like high rate of colon cancer, things like that. Imagine predicting and discovering. I don't even predicting just Again, discovering like
0: for what Walt said, saving lives, yeah, you know. Saving lives. So it, Elongating life. So, Walt, I got a question for you because the show is called Hover Cars and Hard Problems. Yeah. And hover cars are kind of a nonsensical engineering invention that nobody will ever have, hopefully, or maybe will. I hope I do have one. Do you have a hover car moment? Uh, A hover
1: car moment? Um, uh, look, a hover car moment I have is, you know, they have these, these hoverboards that, uh, that you see everywhere in the, in the jet packs, right? So you see these guys riding around on the jet packs or these guys on the, the hover skateboards flying around. And so, you know, I think, I think those are, those are fantastic. When we get those mainstream, you know, I want to ride, ride a, a jetpack to work. Yeah. I would be? love to see
3: you we live in the same neighborhood. I would love to look out my window and be like, oh, Waltz we'll Ardena's way to work. I'm late. How,
0: how do you like uh, commute with somebody if you're on a jetpack to just like hang from your legs and you just like fly? I mean, that might be, <laughs> sounds a little dangerous. I don't know. This might
1: be a one man job, you know, uh, flying in the jetpack
0: to work. Yeah. Uh, with jetpack, you would not want to be autonomous because I think it'd be pretty fun to fly. It would be like riding a motorcycle, but up in the sky and extremely more dangerous. Yeah. yeah so.
3: But a little more fun. You get a little <laughs> adrenaline rush before work. Oh. Yeah. You. I mean,
0: everybody wants to fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: So one of our favorite segments, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we. It's my favorite. Yeah, it is because we all think of things. What's that example like? We've all owned products. We've all mm. seen things that you're like, well, you know, they should have used some type of simulation or they should have done some extra engineer, engineering out there. Do you have a moment? Well, I, mean, I was just going
0: to say the version of it that I say to my kids is what did you expect was going to happen kind of thing. Like when they do something silly and they didn't use enough foresight in it. But this is the the grown-up version that Kurt's describing yeah. here. Yeah. Do, we, do we need to cue our intro for that? I think we do. I think you're, you've set the...
2: Bar pretty high that you have to sing it. Well, the segment's called "Shoulda Simulated."
3: <laughs> <laughs> First, if there'd be some
2: background music, no? But
3: uh, awkward. Yeah. is there? A, <laughs>
2: <song> <laughs> is, there <laughs> is there a moment where you're like, "Yeah, well,
1: they should have used simulation, right?" Yeah, I mean how long have we all been home with for COVID working from our houses. So we've all been home working from home. We're on zoom meetings, teams meetings and the internet goes out and you're sitting there, your camera goes down, the Wi-Fi disconnects. You're like, what is going on? And, and blacks out. Well, your routers drop the signal. That's a simple simulation problem. So all those companies could take those routers, simulate their performance inside your house. They wouldn't drop the signal. So we wouldn't drop those calls. I don't know if you have that problem, oh, but it saves yeah,
3: so much time. Yeah. 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 You'd think so that they'd
0: be like, able to get a CAD model. You'd think that they'd be able to get a CAD model of the house and, or a model of some sort and get it into the RF simulation and run it for everybody's house. It wouldn't, wouldn't be that hard. But yeah. Go put your router in that closet. Yeah. yeah no, it yeah. should be
1: no problem or just simulate them with a whole bunch of houses and handle the variation of it. But, uh, doesn't seem to be the case because mine drops all the time. Yeah,
3: So many less awkward moments of you're frozen. Wait, I'm frozen. I can't hear you. Are you on mute? What's are you, happening? Are you
0: frozen or are you boring? Are you frozen or boring? Oh, you're just boring. He's, but then
3: we all lose the excuse where we kind of pretend like we're frozen and hope the other person hangs up before you blink. Oh, wait. Yeah, how I'm many times out? have you
0: ended a call like?
2: <laughs> I do it all the time. Uh, well, awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for making the time. This, yeah, this was great yeah thanks guys for having me i appreciate
1: it yes
0: thanks thanks with that that, everybody freeze on the way out like our signal dropped